morning, Chicago, and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. On ESPN 1000 and uh, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you, and reminding you that we have a special station announcement today at noon with Carmen and Yurko. Make sure that you come to Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN without Chicago. Make sure you come to YouTube as well. Hit that subscribe button and watch the big announcement today at noon right here on ESPN 1000. We're talking to you about the Bears, 312-332-3776, our phone number. There's a report out there, Cap, that the Packers are expected to make Jordan Love, their quarterback, one of the league's highest-paid quarterbacks in May when he becomes extension eligible. This is the window that the Bears are fighting against. Of course, we've talked so much about Justin Fields and whether Justin Fields is going to be back at quarterback for this upcoming season for 2024, or will he be traded or will the Bears get a, a quarterback in the first round of the draft, Caleb Williams or whoever that they covet at that one position? But you got to think about the quarterback position in this regard. The, I give this example all the time about Arizona and them having to pay a lot of money to Kyler Murray. They never had the infrastructure to win, but they said, well, look at our depth chart. Who else are we going to go with? We're going to try to find, try to resurrect the dead carcass of Josh Rosen? Like, we, we can't win without... Kyler Murray, he gives us the best chance to win, pay him. Daniel Jones with the Giants. I told you at the time when Gettleman, the general manager, made that move, I said, it's a little bit of a reach, I thought, in the draft, Daniel Jones. But they thought they could mold and shape him into something, and he's getting paid handsomely to be less than as a Giants quarterback. Getting a lot of money. But we know that salaries cap, this is the price of poker. You try to pay the most money for the key positions. Quarterback is paramount in the NFL. And I'm wondering about Justin Fields. Say Fields and the Bears are able to elevate from seven wins, say eight wins, nine wins. Okay, so now you're against it. Justin Fields being able to make that type of money, $200 million plus. Can you say that out loud and think that that is a possibility? Right now, I cannot. He hasn't earned a contract like that. And, you know, all the uh, Justin Fields fans out there mm-hmm. that it seems like they are fans of Justin more than they are of the team. The team is a conduit to their fandom of Justin, and that's fine. Fan who how you want a fan, man. I learned my lesson a long time ago on that. Um, all I'm telling you is Montez Sweat's new contract, he's going to get $25 million in his cap hit. Mm-hmm. Tremaine Edmonds, 17.4. DJ Moore, $16 million. Cole Komet, 11.6. Nate Davis, 11.5. And you've got a bunch of dudes that are going to come up, including Justin, for contracts faster than you realize. you got to pay Jalen Johnson now. Jalen Johnson is out of contract. He is going to go to somewhere near $20 million. You haven't added another edge rusher. Right. You haven't done one thing to improve your team. So let's assume they cut. Cody Whitehair. Cody Whitehair is going to save you a decent amount of money by cutting Cody Whitehair. Uh, I think Eddie Jackson's going to save you about a little over $12 million. Cody Whitehair is going to save you a little over $9 million. That's $21 million in savings when you subtract the dead cap hits they're going to have. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot more flexibility of guys you can get rid of. Like, if you trade Justin, you don't save a dollar. 
His dead cap is six million, and he makes six million. Mm-hmm. So let's let's assume the Bears are going to have you know pretty good amount of cap space. They are. They're going to be able to do what they need to do. But if you don't go get a rookie quarterback and you keep Justin and he gets his fifth year option picked up and then you extend him and he does not get you where you need to go, you're basically effed. Uh, tell me if this is a relevant point to you or not. I think a couple of weeks ago, you and I went through the first round draft picks. Oh, no, the um, the draft picks for the Chicago Bears and how many Bears got to a second contract. I believe we were going through either first round picks or first couple Just round picks. for the Bears? Yeah, I think that you and I went through that. Okay, so let's go back. You got a second contract, went to Kyle Long. I believe he got paid. Mm-hmm. That was a Phil Emery signing. I think Kyle got a second contract. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look, but he was here for a while. You never got to a second contract on Kevin White. You never got to a second contract on Mitchell Trubisky. You never got to a second contract on Leonard Floyd. You never got to a second contract on Roquan Smith. You traded your picks then for Khalil Mack. Then you drafted Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about Kyle Long. That was 2013. Kyle Fuller, 2014. Tommy Harris, 2004. Rex Grossman, 2003. Brian Urlacher. Of course, you gave him a second contract. Correct. That's the list in the 21st century. That's right. it. Who did it, they gave in 2018? They traded for Khalil Mack. That would have been the, they drafted Roquan that year. Mm-hmm. The Mack trade came after. They traded their picks in 19 and 20 to get Khalil. Mm-hmm. In 21, they traded to get the rights to. Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have a number one in 22. Correct. And then this year they're going to get a pretty good player. You know why I asked the question, though? Because you just laid out. And they got Darno Wright. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. So, but you know why I asked the question? Mm-hmm. Because that tells you where the organization has been. In the 21st century, when the only first, and, and what we just laid out was, was first round picks. Read some of the bad well, ones. I Shane mean, McClellan. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... David Terrell? There's only five names in the 21st century, though, yeah. Cap. They Curtis got a second, Enos? You got a second uh, contract. Cedric Benson, rest in peace. Yeah. Like, Curtis Enos and Cedric Benson, I think, were both number five overall. There, there was nothing wrong with going to the top shelf, getting a running back at that time. At that time. But they were both bad players oh, here. Oh, no question. No question. And if we did a show back then, you and I would be saying... You know, I like Benson because who wouldn't want Benson out of Texas? Who wouldn't want Enos in front of a iron gate in front of him as an offensive line with Penn State? Who would want those guys? But then when you have a rickety offensive line and the offense doesn't work, correct? That I mean, what's wrong with those guys? Those guys were ineffective because the team was ineffective. I mean, think of some of the guys we drafted that just busted out. The late Rashawn Salam. Yeah. Heisman Trophy winning running back. Colorado. Correct. John Theory. Right. Rest in peace. Boy, a lot of them are gone. But I just, I, I, the reason why I asked you that thing about Fields is because I wonder, is there a perception in your mind about, hey, Justin Fields is a good quarterback and he could be even better with more seasoning, offensive line, all this other stuff. 
is there a perception in your mind as, wow, another pick? Now, again, this is different because we're talking about first-round picks to get a second contract with the team. Erlacher, Grossman, Harris, Kyle Long, and Kyle Fuller. That's the entire list. That's it. That's it. the 21st century. That's it. And I know that that deal was via trade to get fields. I wonder, is there a perception up there? It's like, boy, our organization is so bad, we just can't even keep our own guys. We've got to keep funneling in new uh, talent because we're just not good enough. That's four personnel bosses. Yeah. That's the late Mark Hatley, yeah. Jerry Angelo, Phil Emery, and Ryan Pace. Mm-hmm. Poles hasn't had a chance yet mm-hmm. to sign a guy. That's bad. You want to know why they don't win? Because their draft record sucks. Yeah. Horrible. So this is why we talk so much about how important this draft is. Correct. Because, you know, and we talked about the other day, no one's talking about number nine. Because that also matters, too, in this, in this draft. One is paramount, no question. But you want to also get nine right also. Because in the first, especially the top of the draft cap, you want to be able to have guys that's like, you know what? He's a, a starter now or in our very near future, those players are starters. Those are difference makers. Those are building blocks for the future, the near future and down the line. That's the hope. That's the hope. So when you think about Justin Fields, can, are, are the Bears prepared to what could be down the line? What you just laid out is interesting because we're talking about Montez Sweat and we're talking about Jalen Johnson and DJ Moore and Fields taking up $115 million against the cap. $115 million plus against the cap in 2026. Well, I just want to explain like where that number comes from. If you look in your own division in the NFC North, mm-hmm. you've got a report. Adam Schefter was on SportsCenter earlier this week. The Packers are expected to make Jordan Love among the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL when he's extension eligible in May. What that means, what the actual number is, who knows. But if he's among the highest paid... You can pin it between forty-five million and fifty-two million because those are the highest-paid quarterbacks. Jared Goff, he's going to be a fifty-million-dollar quarterback. Whether he's good enough to be a fifty-million-dollar quarterback is irrelevant. The quarterback market doesn't go backwards. Shout out Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. So, if you're a Justin Fields fan, if you're one of the people that's like keep Justin Fields, I just wonder if those people are prepared for what that's going to do to your salary cap. You might be right. You might keep him, and he might be excellent. And then you're going to have to pay him $50 million a year starting in 2026. And if you keep DJ Moore and Montez Sweat and Jalen Johnson, that's where $120 million of your salary cap goes to four players. Because that extension to Jordan Love, which they will, will start at $50 million. I think it'll be less. I mean, you could ask. I think it will be less. Yeah, I will, I'll be willing to bet you that it'll be less. I'm not telling you it's going to be twenty. No. But I think it'll be less than $50 million. Uh, maybe in the 40s. Yeah, I'm guessing it's going to be $40 million, 41. And, and, of course, you know how this restructuring works. Hey, man, can you funnel some money back so we can make the ball club better? Correct. We'll, we'll make you whole at the end. But just for now, could you take care of it? Correct. You know, um, so he, I'm sure that his agent, Jordan Love's agent, will say, you know, you got the extension. That's taken care of. All right. So now... Fifty million a year. Okay, could you can we make it thirty? Can we make it you know something like that? But the point is that he hasn't proven it for me. Yeah, I love him. You know that. I said this to you in August. Justin pretty Fierce. good kid. No, I'm talking about Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Pretty good kid. Yeah, 
He has not proven he's a $50 million quarterback. Doesn't need to. Daniel Jones got 40. And if you think Jordan Love's representatives are going to go into a meeting with the Packers and say, we'll take less than Daniel Jones, I think you're out of your mind. That's in, the, real, in real estate, we call it comps. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel Jones got 40, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yep. not asking him to take less than that. No, but you get the Like, if you're going to be, if you're Jordan Love's reps, the Packers can either keep you or they're going to have to switch at quarterback. Well, they aren't going to switch at quarterback. So you hold all of the cards. And if you look around at the highest-paid quarterbacks, Dak Prescott might get 56. Dak Prescott's way more proven than Jordan Love. Not the point. Matthew yeah. Stafford never won anything. He reset the market twice. You this know, specific yeah. position does not go backwards. Cap- Matthew Stafford is way more, before he won a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. way more proven than Jordan Love. That's fine. I don't think that's but, true. See, we're having two different conversations. Because what you're saying is right. You talk about numbers and rings and playoff appearances. You know that doesn't matter in sports anymore, Cap. Mm-hmm. It's about the potential. That's what they pay you for. That's sports in 2024. This guy over your shoulder had to hold his nose on the Jalen Browns uh, contract with the Boston Celtics. You think he was worth that much? He was not. The money that he made, I mean, for a secondary player on that, uh, on that Celtics team, no. But this is where we are. You think Kyler Murray, and I've never been a Kyler Murray fan, so maybe I'm biased. Mm-hmm. I just never thought, I, I never will believe that Kyler Murray, based on size, ability, want to, work ethic, will be the kind of quarterback that Arizona's paying for. And same thing with Daniel Jones with the Giants. But this is what it's going to cost, Cap. If, if, if Justin Fields, in the, if he's a quarterback uh, this upcoming season, he's going to want that kind of money. And you, and, you, and you can't fight City Hall with that because that's the going rate. Jordan Love has more playoff wins right now than Matthew Stafford did both times he reset the market with the Lions. It, it ain't about what you've done. It's about you, can your team move on, and if they can't, you're going to have to pay them market value. That's just what the position has become. And you the know, Giants couldn't move on from Daniel Jones last year, so they had to pay him $40 million a year. He hadn't proven anything. You do this in your everyday life. Someone gives you uh, an example of a brand that's up and coming, that you think is durable, that looks good, whether it's fashion or something you use in your household, even for your kitchen, dining room, whatever. And you'll pay for it because you don't worry about the price tag. You worry about what the quality is. Mm -hmm. You do this all the time. Mm -hmm. What do you think sports guys do? Same thing. Yeah, we know he doesn't have any championships, but we, we think he might have a championship pedigree. Okay, I'll pay for it. You do it every all the time. Correct. I just, my personal gut feeling is he's going to get paid and paid handsomely. He's not resetting the room. He's not getting $49 million a year. I'll be surprised. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. I think he's coming in 42, 43. Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. But, but to, to Shay's point, though, for the Bears, and again, the hope is that the Bears can have this situation where it's like, oh, if Justin's going to be the quarterback, they've turned the corner, the team's good. But it doesn't mean that the, ball, the Bears' balls won't be squeezed here from a financial standpoint. Bingo. No question. Because if Jordan Love gets paid what you're saying, $42, 43000000 million per year in an extension in May, which is coming, they're going to extend him. What the number is, who knows. But if, if he gets 42 to 43 and you bring Justin Fields back, and Justin Fields pops with more talent around him with the draft picks, and he looks good, and you go to the playoffs. Guess what? Justin's representatives are going to ask for more than forty-two or forty-three million. Yeah. Are you as a Fields fan? Like, if you're right, and they bring him back, and he's great, are you prepared for that number to come Hold on. in? The word "great" 
you haven't used before. If he's great, I don't care what he gets paid. If Correct. Justin's great and it costs sixty million, whatever right. it is, it's if he comes back and he's good and you make the playoffs and he, he's better. He's, can I, can I win the Super Bowl with him? He's Jared Goff. You going to pay him fifty million dollars a year? Well, if I'm in the NFC title game and feeling like, hey man, yep. we got a shot to win the Super Bowl or the next two three seasons, yes. Whatever Justin wants, Justin gets. Whatever's fair. But if you tell me I still got the fourth best quarterback in the division, hell no. Now, I would say that the average fan listening to us right now couldn't care less about salary structure and how that works. However, you should care that you might have um, less than on your roster right. if you're paying through the nose for only four or five guys right. under your salary cap. What do you mean we're letting... Jalen Johnson leave. All your favorites will start well, leaving. Guess what? We can't pay all of them. Yeah. That's the rules. You could have forty plus percent of your salary cap invested in four players if the fields and that would be field Sweat, and BJ right. Fields, and Jalen Johnson. 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 You could have forty five plus percent in four players, you and I don't know if 50. those four are good enough as a big four to win the Super Bowl. And exactly. You got to find forty eight other guys with the money that you got left over. Now you could always ask, hey, could you give a little money back and be able to negotiate that way? cap but even with that you still could get less than as far as talent you get good players not great players and and now you become the patriots in that regard right now you become a, a football team in which all right the top of the top is the best quarterback in the league and tom brady and then you got the best offensive lineman best defensive line and then it drops down now you're not spending any money on wide receivers all right tom throw it to this mechanic Four touchdowns. Help us win. All right, our secondary, a guy that used to be a quarterback or a guy used to be a, a wide receiver, just flip him. He's a good athlete. Now you're just piecemealing it together to win a championship. So, like I said, the average person listening thinks that we're too far in the weeds with this as far as what the Bears could do financially. Then, how, then but, they're failing to face reality of what's coming. But, yeah, right. That's the whole point. Like, you might not care about the money. Pay him. But you should care about the quality. Correct. So that's the whole thing. So let's talk about it. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. So the question we have on the table here on this Deal Breakers Thursday, if you if you are a Keep Justin fan, are you prepared for what that could cost? Let's talk about that right here on Cap and J-Hood. Don't forget, by the way, to check out the ESPN Chicago app. If you're listening on ESPN 1000, thank you. But we ask you to uh, download the ESPN Chicago app as well. All the podcasts are there. All Everything that you need from pro wrestling to MMA uh, to extras all across the platform for ESPN Chicago and all the shows, check it out on the ESPN Chicago app. St. Louis, Missouri, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here is... Toy on ESPN 1000. Toy, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? What's up? Good, Toy. Hey, I wanted to, wanted to run an idea by you. Tell me what you think about this. We know what Gino did in Shane's system. Yeah. Maybe we could do a package. We could trade Justin to Seattle, still draft Marvin Harrison Jr. with the number nine, build a lineup around Gino, and we could still develop Beijing. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're asking, wait, 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 wait. You're asking me to trade Justin for Geno Smith? Did Geno's stats, were they better than Justin's last year? He makes, he just signed for $75 million. I'm not giving $25 million a year to Geno Smith when I either have Justin for $6 million or I can get Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden uh, Daniels. No. 
Hard pass. Well, well, let me ask you one more thing, though. We we know what Geno can do in that system. We don't know what Fields or or um, Tyson Bajan, Caleb could do. We don't know what Caleb. And, and let me ask you a question: Who does Seattle play on Sunday? Who, you say who did they play on Sunday? Who do they play this Sunday in the AFC or NFC title game? Oh, they're not playing anybody. <laughs> exactly. Who they play in the wild card round? Nobody. Who'd they play in the divisional round? Nobody. And you want me to take on $50 million left in salary and give you Justin Fields? Hard freaking pass. Sorry, Toy. Toy, back to the I'm drawing right. board, man. Back to the drawing I'm board. Right. Thank you very much for the phone call. I know that when you called, that sounded good, but uh, no thank you. Okay, so my buddy Shane, who listens every day, said, Bears drafted two running backs within the top five in a seven-year span, and neither was a starter as a rookie. Let that sink in. Dan Bazine. Remember him? Oh, God. Second round pick. Zero games. Yeah. Michael Okwo. Third round pick. Zero. As starters. Yeah. Joaquin Iglesias. Third rounder. Zero. Waddle walked into training camp and went, who's that guy? Third round pick. Can't play. Couldn't play. Jerron Gilbert. We liked him because he jumped out of a pool. You remember that? And landed on his feet. Third rounder, five games started. Mm-hmm. Chris Williams, first round O tackle, medically red flagged by most teams, blew out his back one practice in. Yeah. That's what we've been doing. Town evaluation. Horrific. You bring those guys in and believe they can make a difference, and look at that. They can't even get on the field. And this is what we're trying to overcome. Some that look at this and say, oh, that's just old news, that's old bears. Well, it still haunts us today. It does. <laughs> it's like those, those stories. For every action, there's a reaction. And now you want me to take personnel control away from the one guy that we've had in that role who's actually looked like he's improving the roster because you want me to give it to the head coach? No. Yeah, the general manager position with the Chicago Bears is relatively new, young people. I know that uh, you think that history was, oh, they've had a general manager since how? They have not. This is, uh, Cap and I covered the Chicago Bears in our earlier years when there was no GM in name. No, they did not even have one. Didn't have a general manager. Mark Hatley handles the personnel with Bill, uh, who was it? Bill Tobin. No, Vince was Vince. the decor. Bill Tobin, Bill his Tobin. brother. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. That's how mom and pop this thing was. This thing has been so poorly run. That's why we root for better. Because we've seen the worst. Again, for these newbies that have jumped in, it's just like, oh, the Chicago Bears are good because they won seven games. All right, all right, that, that's fine, but you haven't seen rock bottom, pal. Chris Ballard is the GM in Indy. Whether you like him or not, Indy hadn't won it with him, but they've been okay. He's done a decent job. Shout out to Ursay. He walked into his interview in Chicago before he took the Indy job. He used to be a scout here and said to George, first thing I do, you hire me today, I'm releasing Jay Cutler tomorrow. Black cloud over the organization. Uh, this interview's over. Thank you. They're not doing that quickly. Boom. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> boom. So then they brought yeah. in Pace. Yeah. We're, what are you going to do? We, you have to keep Jay. Okay. And a year later, he got rid of him. John in Scottsdale, Arizona, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. John, good morning. What's up, boys? Good morning. What's morning. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about like the cap situation with Justin Fields. I- I love Justin Fields. I hope he does well. But I think we're in a situation where 
we might be able to take advantage of the rest of the division being cash-strapped at the QB position. You you mentioned Goff needing an extension, uh, Love, you know, everybody else. So we could be in a good position where we're cheap at the quarterback position like the 49ers, and we could build up through other position groups, take advantage of those guys. Is Shanahan Shanahan coming to the Bears? That's the only way that's going to work. Because you know what? Because Shanahan could turn water into wine with his system and put Bajan in there, and they could still get it done. But that's the whole thing. You could get cheap at the quarterback position, and you may do that, by the way, by having Caleb Williams as your quarterback. But, I mean, the system matters too. Right, Joe? Shane Walton, baby. (laughs) Well, right. That's the hope. (laughs) John, we appreciate the phone call. Thank you, sir. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Tracy is in Naperville on Cap and J. Hood. Tracy, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, How are you? Fine, thank you. You're on with Cap and J. Hood. Okay, uh, my point is uh, uh, Justin Fields, it's a possibility that he may not be like every uh, quarterback that has come through there. It could be that he's just a basic person and that he would maybe assign uh, for 25, 30 mil. You can't, you can't group him with everybody else like uh, it seems like everybody's doing. Tracy, uh, uh, okay, what we laid out for you is, is that what the gro- going rate is for quarterbacks. Justin Fields is not going to have a hometown discount just to help the Chicago Bears. He could ask he for the scut. No, no, that's you not how. You can't say that because you I don't can. know Justin Fields inside. Tracy, guys don't take hometown discounts. You got to stop they that, don't. man. I mean, when this conversation is over, I want you to know that this is not how it works. No matter the heart of, of Justin Fields, the, the agent is going to ask for the sky. You may get the clouds, but you're going to ask for the sky. That's just how it works. Tracy, you want to be able to make top dollar. Now, our okay, point who, is... Who, 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 who man on, goes on, on that contract? Justin Fields, right? Hold on a second. We're just, what I'm telling you is, is that in negotiations, you're going to ask for the most. And what we're saying is, is that you know, the Bears could be in a situation where they say, okay, not 40, but how about 30? And then we can restructure. That's a possibility because it happens in sports all the time. We're not okay. pa- we're not, not painting Justin Fields as a money hungry person. We're saying what he could earn because it's like that around the league. We understand that too. Just, it, let me just there, there is I, no I two. Wanna, Hold I, on, I wanna, Tracy. There is no two. That's the point. There's no okay. two. All right, okay. Justin's not going to go. Okay. I love being a bear. I'll take less money to be. It's not going to happen. Okay. I'll, I'll give you all of that because you're going to be right regardless. But let me leave you with this. I'm going to get off. What if they kept Fields, drafted uh, Kalen Williams, and work with that, that that scenario? Say that again. You keep Fields, you draft the, 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 the best quarterback, whoever they think he is, uh-huh. and have two. Because Caleb Williams and, 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 and Justin Fields are the same quarterback. One just a little bit better than the other, but they're the same quarterback. The, you're not, you then lose what you would get trading Justin. It's not going to happen. It would be a sideshow. They're not going to do that. No, they're not going to do it, but I'm just, that's just my fault. Yeah, I don't and see. And I have a right to that. Oh, absolutely. Tracy, absolutely, absolutely. entitled to your thought. But then you lose the 
let's call it a second-round pick you're getting for Justin. Because I don't see a scenario you're getting a first. Unless it's late in the first round. Tracy, we appreciate the phone call. But I just want to just, again, reiterate, we're not saying that Justin Fields is trying to take the farm and the home. Well, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that here's the going rate for quarterbacks. You know, again, we're talking about quarterbacks in particular, Cap. Talking about Kyler Murray, we're talking about Daniel Jones, and we just mentioned Jordan Love. No one's saying that Jordan Love is money hungry when they're going to offer him. Well, he's going to look, want fifty million. Of course, you want to have the, the top number if you can. I don't begrudge the players at all. Like I don't begrudge Jared Goff if he's hunting fifty million dollars, whether he's a fifty million dollar player or not. That's the market. Good for him. Get your money. It's the same thing. That's Justin- why you have to have like the Packers have it intelligently done. All right, we're about done with Brett. That kid ready? Yeah, move Aaron in there. Exactly. And then they did it with Jordan Love. With Justin Fields, if he comes back next year and he's the quarterback and the team's way better and you make the playoffs and, God willing, you win a playoff game, I'm not going to begrudge Fields if he asks for 45 or $50 million a year, as he should. That's the quarterback market. I just don't think it's the greatest strategy from a team-building perspective when you have an opportunity right now to get a rookie quarterback on a five-year rookie deal. Tracy, we appreciate the telephone call, sir. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Big quarterback matchups this weekend. Especially if your quarterback doesn't play at this level, is what you're saying. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Like, okay, Justin hasn't been good enough. Even the field stand club out there has to admit he hasn't been good enough yet, whether that's from Luke Getze or whatever else. I got to know what I got to pay, man. Big announcement for ESPN 1000 coming up at noon on the Carmen and Yurko show. Make sure you're locked in at noon to find out what that big announcement is. The Wizards fire Wes Unsell Jr. Another one. There you go. They're terrible. They're bad. And I'm here to tell you, Jordan Poole got another coach fired. Poole! Yep, and then in Detroit, they paid $78 million <laughs> to get Monty Williams. What are they, like five and a billion? They won last night. They did? Yeah. Yeah, they, they beat uh, the Hornets, I think. Yeah, that's, well, that's two, another bad team. I'll tell you what. Two, Mon- of their, two of their five wins against Charlotte. I think Monty looks like a guy who knows he made a mistake. Took the money and... Whoopsie. Doesn't want to be there. <laughs> when he looks in his bank account, he's got $78 million guaranteed. With the hell he went through losing his wife in an auto accident, I think he's okay. He's fine. He's had way worse stuff than losing basketball games. He liked to win, though. I know. He liked to win. Yeah. Imagine if he sat out, sat out, was an analyst, and Milwaukee was making a change. You know, Monty, you're available? Yeah. Ready-made team? Here we go. <laughs> Instead of you know, just floundering in Detroit at five and thirty-nine, that's amazing. And by the way, Cap uh, Cap has the news on the Chicago Bulls. There is no news, no Bulls uh, moves yet. No, this everyone else is doing things, making trades, discussing rumors. We have the settlers. That's the people that run your favorite team. The settlers. They're at 1901 West Madison. They sit on their hands, and they're an embarrassment. Take that. Captain Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Here's today's headlines. Headlines with Captain Jay Hood. Time for headlines. Here's Charles McCord on the Ivy's Morning Program. Good morning, Charles. Thank you. 
Uh, let me tell you right now, Don, Jim Harbaugh back in the National Football League. Chargers hired Harbaugh to be their next head coach. They have yet to hire a GM, but apparently are zeroing in on Ravens' director of player personnel. The Blackhawks and Peter Morozik. You're missing an E in your first name, Peter. We'll reach the two-year contract extension worth eight and a half million bucks that will keep the netminder in Chicago through the 2025-26 season. Blackhawks got crushed in Seattle last night with Eddie Olchek on the call on TNT, six to two. Bulls are back in action late tonight from Los Angeles. They play the Lakers tip-off set for 9:30. Bulls won the meeting in Chicago back on December 20. Northwestern beat Illinois. Take that, fly in the line eye. In Evanston last night, in overtime, 96-91, I-57, very wet with tears as they drove home. That's not necessary. Bucks are finalizing a deal. To, I'm a Chris Collins guy, man. The Bucks are finalizing a deal to make Doc Rivers their new head coach just days after firing first-year head coach Adrian Griffin. Take that, Jay Moore. Cap and Jay Hood are back. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With you until uh, 10 o'clock, then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10. Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 2, is major station announcement with Carmen and Yurko right at the beginning of their show at noon right here on ESPN 1000. Followed by Waddle and Sylvie, 2 to 6. Bears Weekly with Tom Thayer and Jeff Joniak at 6. Bluck and Abdallah at 7. All part of the mix right here. On your home for the Chicago Bears, ESPN 1000. A 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Uh, as we go back to the phone lines, we're just talking about uh, what's going on with Justin Fields as far as the future is concerned. You know, you could have Sweat. You could have Jalen Johnson, DJ Moore, and Fields taking up a lot of the salary cap going into 2026. And we're just saying that you know, at some point, it's about team building, not team stacking salary. And again, this is all predicated on Justin Fields coming back to the Bears and the offense clicking right away. And and again, when the money comes up, Cap, if the Bears fare well and Fields is the quarterback, you're going to have to pay him. Going to have to pay him. It happened. This is the way the league is. This is the way sports is. You pay for potential. You think Arizona would like to be saddled with that contract right now with Kyler Murray? You think they want Daniel Absolutely Jones not. with the Giants? Right now, I mean, maybe. But I don't see I don't see how that gets better. And the same thing with the Chicago Bears. The Bears could pay Justin Fields, and hopefully that means the Bears are soaring into a perennial playoff spot on a regular basis into the Super Bowl if, if Justin Fields is the quarterback. Hopefully that will be the case. Yeah, I just – look, you got Greg Olson over on your board there. He Ooh. told Waddle and Sylvie. They do a great job every afternoon of getting intel on the draft. They do. They do the best job of getting intel. And they have Daniel Jeremiah yesterday. It's on the podcast. They had uh, Brock Heward on who covered Caleb Williams and all these different dudes and played in the league a little bit and as a brother on the staff. But the best one was Greg Olson when he said, look, even if Caleb Williams and Justin are equal, the financial difference is massive. Massive. Daniel Jeremiah, Alma Waddle and Sylvie, talking about uh, their opinion of Caleb Williams' play this season. Uh, let's listen. When you go back in and watch the tape and you see, the, you know, look, A, the schedule was, was, was tougher. They played a better schedule. 
But B, the the interior of their offensive line was not good at all, and he was under constant duress. The defense was worse, um, one of the worst defenses in in college football. So you are constantly feeling the pressure of needing to score fifty points. Um, I mean, they stink, and I think they scored what forty two points against Washington and lost. Yeah, um, you know, a bunch of the losses he had, you can look at it where he had big days. Um, but you know, to me, he got under. He was under a lot of pressure. He. I thought he tried to do too much. There were times where I'm just watching tape going, just take the check down, take the check down. He wouldn't. He got a little big play hungry there. But everything that I saw with him that was in the negative column is is 100% correctable. And I've seen him do all the things that you need to do to play that position at an extremely high level. Uh, I think he's a rare talent in terms of just the throwing ability. Like if you guys were to, you know, play a game of horse with quarterbacks and say, okay, over this, under that, you know, drive the ball where it doesn't get, but only so high off the ground from this arm angle, that arm angle. Like he's just a gifted, gifted thrower uh, of the football. So he's not perfect. There's no perfect prospects. Um, But I know somebody told me uh, the other day, brought up the good point that, you know, one of the reasons why Bears fans are having a hard time is because literally the worst game of his career was the game against Notre Dame this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's the one that's, that's fresh in their heads. I would, I would ask him to do something very drastic and way out of the box. Uh, watch him play the same team the year before and see what you think. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. We hear the word narrative actually way too much in our society today narratives is because never mind of having an opinion or facts narrative is the thing that everyone talks about again people around here in the midwest apparently can only get games from in south bend and so they see the one game from caleb williams against a midwestern team in notre dame well couldn't beat notre dame so he sucks well there's actually more homework to watch. No one's saying that you have to watch every USC game, but one Google search and one search to YouTube, and you can see how terrific this quarterback is, the best of the best coming into the draft. I'm going to be on a plane today. You know what I have in my laptop to watch? Film of Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. I want to watch those guys. Again, film, not a highlight tape. Film right on my laptop. Just going to be honest, mm-hmm. but people don't want that if it destroys their narrative. Uh, we'll see. We'll find out what polls does. Larry's in Crown Point on ESPN One Thousand on Cap and J Hood. Hi, Larry. Larry. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. What's up? Hello, Larry. Uh, so I think uh, <laughs> a lot of the the fine show. Whichever field you're in, if you're with Fields or you're with drafting Caleb Williams, I think it all comes down to. It still comes down to the draft for us. Like, if you pay Justin Fields $50 million, now you're going to have to add four or five starters through the draft every year, which we haven't been able to do because you're not going to be able to have the money to sign the free agents. If you look like teams like the Steelers that seem to add four or five uh, of their draft picks to the, to the starting lineup every year, that's how they stay successful, and that's how they continue to build. If we go with Caleb Williams, Khalid. now if you make a mistake in the draft – you know, you can cover that up with free agency because you have that money or attempt to. So it all comes down to, you know, do we have faith in polls that he's going to be able to do that if he keeps field? Okay. Yeah. Look, if you, uh, I don't, Larry, I, I yeah, Larry. Yes. I want to make sure I was right. You do yes. not have to get three to four starters every year in the draft. That's fallacy. Once you build this thing, then you got to be able to plug and play guys that can increase your depth 
and you will get starters occasionally. When you draft the first-round pick, he should be able to play right away. But as you build this thing and get this roster where you want it, you cannot overpay for a mediocre quarterback. Talk to Tennessee. They paid Ryan Tannehill. They won nothing with him. Arizona dealing with the same nonsense right now. $230 million for that guy? Mm-hmm. Good luck to you. So you, if you're going to pay the guy, he better be elite. Larry, we appreciate the telephone call. Hello, Larry. See? There he is. Sitcom. Larry! What's McCl- that guy's name? Norman Lear? No, McLean Stevenson. McLean, I'm sorry. <laughs> McLean Stevenson. What was his name in the show, though? Larry. Larry. No, in... Uh, MASH, you mean? He was a mash also. Gary! <laughs> I can't remember. My mind's all over no, there. No, it's 1979, the sitcom. Hello, Hello Larry. I don't remember that show. I do. He was a, he was a talk show host. Oh. Uh, we turn to Greg Olson, <laughs> who was also a Weddell and Sylvie. Are the Bears willing to pass on a number one pick two years in a row? The question becomes, are you willing and able to pass on a number one overall pick, presumably a quarterback, two years in a row, and really what it comes down to is if you just assume that Caleb Williams or Drake May, whoever it is, is not an upgrade over you know, over, over what you have now in Justin, let's just say they're even. The tie goes to starting the quarterback's clock over. And I think there's a big difference between that and just completely disrespecting Justin and saying, okay, he's not the quarterback. If they were picking eighth overall – this conversation wouldn't exist. This is a very unique situation just because of how bad Carolina was that opened up a possibility and a pathway that I don't think anybody could have ever predicted. And when you can start a quarterback's clock over and you can now sign him to a four-year deal for, I don't know what it is now, $25 million total or $30 million total, whatever the number is before you get to the fifth-year option, it's just very hard to pass on that number because you can spread a quarterback a, – a, Second tier quarterbacks going to make thirty five, forty million dollars. You can spend a lot. You can get your roster a lot better in a lot of other ways with that money. I think that's the dilemma they're facing. I don't necessarily think it's they view one of these guys as this like unbelievable upgrade over Justin. I think simply it comes down to we're a year a year away from having to pay Justin, and if he plays really well, we know the number that comes with it. And if he doesn't play well next year, we're back to square one. Thoughts there from Greg Olson, lead analyst for Fox Television. He's so good, and he's really good with them because he's good on games, and I've heard him do other interviews. He's really, really good with Waddle and Sylvie. He's comfortable, and he's he's honest. He lays out a very compelling case there Mm -hmm. of why the Bears should take a look at drafting a quarterback. People in town who are they're not Bears fans. They're Justin Fields fans. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. The Cap and J-Hood cut of the day is right around the corner on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and J-Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time for the Captain Jay Hood cut of the day. Brought to you by Chicago Cuts Steakhouse. David Flom, Matt Moore, Dining Gem. Weekend's coming, baby. Get a reservation. You'll thank me later. It's awesome. Jay Moore. 
Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! You know who I just found out has a ballot? I can't, I can't hear you. What's that? Haw has a ballot. He's not a columnist anymore. Damn. And he's not a baseball writer. I love David. He's a good friend of mine. Okay. I know we compete against him. David Haw should not have a ballot to the Hall of Fame. R.I.P. to their text messages. We we <laughs> might have to do this as a segment like in the summer. Who should and shouldn't have a ballot? I will tell David I love him dearly. He's a good friend of mine. He's a great friend of mine as well. Yes. He does not belong with a Hall of Fame ballot. Okay. So let me come over with a red pen this afternoon before my flight. Hey, let's let's call over there and uh, and see uh, what he. <laughs> let's go score. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dustin, put me go on. There and put me on right now. I want to help your ratings. Put, oh. Tell Haw, give the ballot back. It's Molly and Ah, David on the north side. David, ah, 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 my giddy ass. David, <laughs> Molly, step to the side. David, I want to talk to you. <laughs> uh, you couldn't get in though. They've got their eighth guest right now. Their eighth guest of the day. So you couldn't get in on the phone line. Wow. And that's all, folks. The Cafe J Hood cut of the day. Brought to you by David Flom and Matt Moore's Dining Gem, LaSalle, North Side of Chicago. Wherever you walk in, can I see David or Matt? I want them to know how great this restaurant is. And we're here because Captain J. Hood told us to be here. Get the Cajun ribeye. Amazing. Amazing. Shrimp cocktail off the chain. The Nooski bacon. The lobster escargot. Bottle of wine. Let's go. Cap, ironically, I know you think I'm BSing you, but I'm not pulling your leg. Today is National Florida Day. How funny is that? I'm <laughs> flying there this afternoon. National Florida Day. What's your top three cities in Florida? Um, Naples, mm-hmm. Boca Raton, uh-huh. and West Palm Beach, where they had a budget 40 years in a row. God, we're so fired. <laughs> it was a nice run. We're so fired. <laughs> ah, you want to make jokes? You want to have that on you? Okay. Wasn't Flying me. Cahoots about yeah, it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> so I'm adding Key West to that because I've been to Key West. I'm adding Miami Beach. I don't know if I have a third one. What's another one that you want to go to? Not Tampa, like or St. Petersburg. I've never been to Tampa, Orlando. I mean, it's Orlando. fun because I enjoyed taking my kids to Disney. Yeah, Jacksonville is cool. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I've been to Jayville. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You land and it says home of John Yurkovich. It, it, Jacksonville is Midlothian with palm trees. Wow. I mean, just to be honest. I mean, I mean it's like, I, I guess my experience there was not great because that was a Super Bowl when it was 20 degrees. I don't think it was, I don't think it was, I think it was pretty chilly there. If I recall the Super Bowl I went to in Jacksonville. It wasn't the greatest experience. I went there to, to do the pre and post on the Bears and the Jags when we went in and beat their ass in 95. Yeah, so so National Florida Day, also National Irish Coffee Day. I like Irish coffee. <laughs> yes, not that I get a little Irish you know, coffee. It's really right? good when you go to Mexico, Mexican coffee, where they light the uh, peel of the orange and the alcohol pours down on fire. Dude, it's awesome. Yes, With cream and ice cream. Oh man, we thank you for listening and calling in and being part of the program here on Cap and J Hood. Thanks to 
Shay and Jay Moore on the other side of the glass. How about a fuck? Oh, Jack. We'll forget Jack in there now. Jack who? Uh, we haven't we haven't met. <laughs> he introduced himself to me, so I'm not sure who that is. Jack. Yeah. Nice job. Nice. He's got a cub shirt on. He's good. Yeah. Because of the cub shirt? Yes. No. Thanks so much. We'll be here for a football Friday tomorrow. So long, everybody. Take that. From Chicago.